Hi, this is Tracy Watson and welcome to the Laughing Mother Project, where we laugh at the days to come. Welcome back to this next podcast. I'm so excited about today's guest because she's my very best friend from school. Her name is Penny Chandler. She's married to Chris Edwards, so now she's Penny Edwards. She's the mother of three beautiful children. She's um, navigated her children's um, childhood growing up. Um, in the UK and then in the States and now she's in the lovely South Africa in the Cape and um, she's doing such an amazing job and uh, Penn and I, uh, we're quite different to each other but I just feel like whenever I'm around Penn I'm just at home and we are just like sisters and so I really enjoyed doing this interview. What makes Penny really special is that um, Penny is a really creative and very practical person. So um, she can make something beautiful out of nothing. And I think she gained that skill from the fabulous mother that she had, an amazing gifted artist who I remember visiting Penny and her mother had the most beautiful paintbrushes and she just had this artist's studio, which was, uh, I, I was just always so amazed. I could have been left to look around in there for ages. Penny also had this lovely Biggie Best bedroom, which was interior des- decorated and designed by her talented mother. And, um, was all the rage then and I was quite envious of her beautiful bedroom. Penny has three brothers and you know um, sadly her mom went to be with Jesus when she was 15 but I'm always amazed and I absolutely she her Penny's mother is one of those people that left a very big impact on my life, mainly because I've seen how intentional she was in what she deposited in her children in the very short time that she was available to mother them. And I've just seen um, all four children have the most amazing characters. They are incredibly authentic. They love people generously. And um, they just... oh to know them as a privilege. And um, so welcome, Penn. I'm just loving that we're going to um, go through some questions. And the first question that I'd love to ask you is what you think a mother is. What is your mothering philosophy? What is the role of a mother, Penn? Hello, Trace. My philosophy or my thought pattern has changed over the years that I've been a mother um, I think in the early years, I felt that I was very focused on the outcomes of and the outcomes being my children. I'm not so focused on that now. I was very concerned about laying foundations for my children. And I suppose it makes sense because you learn how to be a mother by being a mother. Um, and now, you know, almost two decades later, I'm definitely more laid back. I think that I have realized that 
as long as I love my kids, um, there is just a ton of grace to go around, both grace to give my kids and grace to receive from my kids. Um, as to the role of a mother, the, my first thoughts would be that I think the role of a mother is a very natural one. Um, to varying degrees, um, it is one of the few roles that females are born to. Now, I, I do hear and I understand that it seems to come easier to some women than others. Um, but I think that that might have more to do with the images and the pressures that society places on us um, and the and the and the and what society our society any society deems to make a mother a good mother and deems to make a mother a failure because i i, I think we overthink it and and we make too much of it i i don't buy into the idea that it's the hardest job in the world um i really don't i think it's relentless but I don't think it's the hardest job. I think that, that it's something that we are supposed to be. We're supposed to be mothers. And if we are mothers, it's a, it's whether we are mothers by birth or mothers to children, um, it's something that we've got within us. And um, if we get the chance to use it, let's use it. If we don't, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a failure. It's not a problem. But we're not talking about whether or not we should be mothers or not. We're talking about the fact that this is a role that we play and it's the role that we that we all can play and I think it's a God-given gift. Anyway, hope that doesn't sound too harsh. <laughs> Pen, you're a breath of fresh air. I just love how honest you are and how down-to-earth you are. Um, I mentioned your mum. Can you tell us about um, what your mum deposited in your life? Please, Pen. Um, I do think that my mum was the most influential force in my life and certainly the most influential force um, in my life as a mother, is my role as a mother. Um, and so I think whatever I remember about her is really um, just the, I guess it's the fruit or the vegetation that has grown from the seeds that she planted um, because I only had this limited time with her. I always have to look back and ask myself uh, what she would have done in um, a specific situation. And so a lot of it is conjecture and um, and it's relying on my, my memories and relying on the foundations that she built into my life. Um, as a, as a, uh, so I guess, yeah, I'm trying to think whether, I'm trying to be accurate, but it's just really based on my memory of my mum. My mum was a very um, practical, very disciplined lady. Um, she would tackle everything head on. She didn't ever leave anything unsaid uh, or unresolved. We used to have these, we used to have a round dining room table and whenever there was a problem, we'd have to all sit at the round table and no one could swear and no one could leave. But other than that, there was nothing else and nothing was off the table. We could discuss and resolve whatever was going on, and almost like a board meeting. Um, um, and she'd chair them. Um, my dad would just quietly sit by and watch the proceedings. But it meant that um, nothing was ever left to fester, which I think is very was very helpful and something I've tried to take on. Um, she, everything in my mom's life had a space and an allotted um, an allotted time frame. Um, and she never wasted any time ever. 
She was very kind and very firm. She certainly was kind and firm with me and, and my brothers. Um, and I assume she was like that with her friends. And, and I know she was like that with my dad, with her husband. Um, everyone knew where they stood with her. Um, I think she, she was a very good listener. And she'd listen carefully to to our problems as kids. She wouldn't ever force us to, she wouldn't pry but if we came to her with a problem, she'd listen carefully and then she'd always respond with something like, okay, what are we going to do about this? Or how are we going to solve this one? And she always said, we, you know, she always was made it clear that she was on board with solving this problem with us and not leaving it, um, leaving it to us. She hated lies and she hated secrets. And I certainly feel like I've, um, I've taken that on from her as, as a mom, I, can't bear it if my children lie to, lie to me. It's just something that drives me crazy. Um, my mom also loathed gossip. Um, gossip for her was just pure poison. Um, and I can remember her saying to me and to um, my and to other people on the phone, for example, she'd say, no, 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 that's not your story, so don't share it. Um, and that's something that I've, that I've taken on board we tried with a lot of failure, but taken on board as a as as a mom, as I've grown into becoming a mom with my kids as well. My mother was never frivolous. Um, I I understand why she was never frivolous. Um, she she always she was ill for all my memories of my mom is that she's in was some in some range of illness. Whether she was actually going through um, treatments that took it out of her, or whether she was in a recovery or a, a a temporary remission. She was always ill. So she didn't really feel she had time in her life for frivolity. Um, and this is one area where I don't want to be like my mom. I've tried to learn that it's okay just to have fun for fun's sake. And it's actually okay to waste time every now and again. Um, I don't know, that's a very partial answer, but it's what I can remember uh, remember about things I can specifically remember about my mum. Ladies, isn't that just so powerful? I mean, I, I don't even know what to add to that, except that I think that this beautiful mother who, despite sickness, never left her children's character to chance. She never hid behind her illness and abandoned her role and responsibility. She took the time and intentionally purposed them. I actually think that because she was an artist, she was a visionary. And I think she saw what she wanted the future to look like. And I don't mean like what she wanted all four of you to achieve. I just think she wanted to to know that she had equipped you to deal with what life threw at you. And I think that she's she's more than than done that i think it brings to mind that whole scripture about the fact that children are arrows in their parents quiver and with you i think that she certainly hit the mark in developing four human beings who are extremely charitable they others focused extremely creative amazingly um, dynamic and resourceful. Penny, you're so down to earth and um, real. Um, so I know you'd never say those things about yourself, but 
really anybody who knows you um, knows that um, you just you just are an incredible human being and I think it's testimony to what your mother um, did in the years that um, she was she was available to you and sewing into you um okay so wow that was just like an amazing amazing question but in the next question you're the mother of three children and I'm sure they're very different and in very different stages but there are some listeners who still have young children or babies so from your experience can you just tell us about the different relationships that you have with your three children children I have three children and I definitely have um very different relationships with each of them. Um, with my first child, Joseph, I, you know, I learned how to be a mother with Joseph um, and I worried about everything. I was sometimes too strict and too exacting um, and then in, in other times, in other ways, I was overprotective. Um, he was also very sick as a young child, as a young, you know, as a toddler, which impacted how I parented him. Um, but then it also impacted how I parented his sister, who was a baby at the time. And Daniela had to uh, had to wait in the wings a little bit initially um, while Joseph recovered. And as a result, I think um, Daniela was a very chilled, laid-back baby and a toddler. Um, with Daniela, as she's grown, I've had different expectations of her, and I think perhaps because she is a girl... Um, and she's in personality quite similar to me. I understand her very deeply. Um, and this can be helpful and unhelpful. I can, I get her and I know when to give her a longer leash and, um, and, and let her take the time to work things out on her own. And on the other hand, I get her so she doesn't get away with as much as she'd like to get away with. Um, and then I've got Benjamin, my last, my my baby. He's not so much of a baby anymore. But I think Benjamin has actually been very fortunate. He's got, he's got a, um, he's got the sort of personality that's going to make the best of whatever situation he finds himself in. But with Benjamin, he has an easier ride with me as his mum. You know, nothing shocks me. I'm, I've, I feel like in a lot of ways I've been there and. There's nothing that, um, nothing's new, um, so I'm far more relaxed. I'm far more laid back with him as a, as with him um, as 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 now he goes into his early teenage years. You know he isn't um, he isn't breaking new ground because his siblings have gone before him. Um, I think it's hard to decide how much of their of the three children's different personalities is a product of who they are who they were created to be um and how much of it is influenced by the the home and the parents that they've they've grown up with at the different phases of our lives as of of his dad and my life and um in my life as a mom so i don't know it's a you know that eternal uh, nurture nature question i think that overall i have parented Joseph with worry, uh, Daniela with extremes, you know, sort of extreme frustration and extreme laughter. And there's been a, a, a roller coaster with Daniela and with 
with Benjamin, I've parented with joy because he was just, it was just so, it was so easy third time around. Um, and maybe actually when I think about it now, as I'm saying this, perhaps I've, I, I try to compensate a little bit for, for the worry that I spent on, on, on Joseph. <laughs> Poor guy. So I'm a firstborn and um, I get that. We are um, one of three girls and we always, myself and my middle sister, always stand amazed at how people love to say that the youngest in our family is such an amazing human being. And she is. We adore my youngest sister. But I really think that, you know, it's because she was parented in joy. No, only joking. Um, forgetting about where we come in the family. <laughs> Those who know me will appreciate that I'm actually just joking. But um, it doesn't matter where you were born in a family. The end of the day is you're trying to equip your child for the day that they leave home and they're going to obviously set up their own homes. What are you aiming for, Pen? What would you say? You know, I think that from the time they were born, everything you do is to prepare them for adult life. I mean... You know, why else teach a child to, you know, poo in the toilet or not to throw a temper tantrum? It's all it's all part of the prep, uh, the prepping time that we have before they go out into the world. Um, if I could, you know, now that, you know, I've got a 19 and a 17-year-old, they're so close, so almost there, you know, I think, I, I think I've poured advice on my children over the years most of it is completely unsolicited and un, uh, how do you say they haven't um, absorbed it I'm sure it'll be interesting to ask them um, what they what they would think my advice my overriding advice to them as a uh, has been as they go out into the world but I I hope that I have I hope that I have um try to instill in them the importance of of courage i think that if i if i boiled it right down to one thing it would be to be courageous and brave and not to make decisions out of fear i think that that if you can be courageous and if you can be brave um you will end up doing the right thing because it requires courage to to do what you know is right um and if you if you don't, sometimes you don't. You think you've avoided the consequences, and somehow it comes. It'll come back to bite you later on, or it'll, you'll 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 experience the consequences of that that decision born out of fear later on. Um, that would be my. I think that would be my overriding um, advice to them: is to be is to be courageous, um, and. Yeah, I guess that would be in in a nutshell. I love that pen. I absolutely love that. It is so simple and yet very profound and powerful. I mean, if you've got courage uh, to do the right thing, then I think that all other decisions become really simple. Um, and, and in the light of that pen, sometimes, you know, we do face challenges or things that we feel slightly overwhelmed um, to address or, or we we just sort of feel um, how are we going to cope with those things um, as a parent 
Would you be able to give anyone who's listening some some advice um, on how to tackle challenges as a parent, please, Pen? I mean, yes, I've certainly faced many situations that felt overwhelming and problems that didn't seem like they had a a solution of any sorts. Um, I don't. I don't think that that there's any advice to offer somebody who's going through the situation, certainly that I would not have been able to receive. You know, when we go through something, any of us as moms go through something that is particularly challenging and difficult, the only thing you can do is put your head down and get through it. Um, The moment somebody thinks that they've got some profound truth to offer you, I don't know, in my experience, it hasn't been particularly helpful. In fact, sometimes it can be, it can be harmful. Um, when you are struggling and somebody comes up and says, don't you worry, I've got the answer. You know, I generally, I generally want to just tell them to piss off. But so that would be, that would be my, my, um, that would be my answer that there isn't an answer. But actually, perhaps if one can be prepared beforehand to know you are going to face difficulties and there are going to be things that feel insurmountable and in any area of our lives, if we if we ask God for help, if we present our problems to the Lord, in my experience, and this has just been my experience up till now, I'm open to change, is that God answers in three ways. He answers yes, he answers no, or he answers wait. He never says maybe. He it, It's just, it's three very straightforward. You, you He answers either gives you what you want, or he protects you from what you think you want by saying no. Or he says, just wait, just hold on. And I think that perhaps the just hold on is is enough is enough um, is enough of an answer. And perhaps something that we should all all remember that we just have to hold on because this too is going to pass. It will pass. Whatever is happening, it will pass. It won't be forever. Um, and maybe that's just, that's, that would just be the, the simple answer would be, is to just wait. The chapter is going to come to an end and the next chapter's ahead. So, yeah. Now you see, Pen, this is where you and I are so different because you are so gracious about just like letting somebody figure it out on their own. I'm one of those people that if somebody tells me that they've got a problem, I actually feel committed to trying to help them to find a solution. (laughs) So like, this is what's so amazing that we're friends because I would totally be invading you with some options that you could go for to sort out your problem. And in fact, you know, you hear these things where they say, men, don't offer solutions to your wife. She just wants you to listen. I am not one of those people. If I share with you that I've got something that I need answers to, I actually want you to actively help me to find a solution to the problem. I do not want you to just listen. That would be wasting my time. If I'm sharing it with you, I want you to, I mean, you don't have to find the answer, but I will feel so incredibly loved if you help me find a solution or make some suggestions. But that's just what's so cool. We're all so different, hey? Um, I just think that um, the next thing that I'd love to ask you is that 
as a teacher myself, I really have noticed that it's a great idea to be aware of how incredible children are at teaching us things as adults. And um, I know my children have certainly taught me some things. Is there anything that your kids have taught you that you'd like to share with us? Hmm. So what have I learned from my kids? Let me think. I think I probably learned forgiveness. But let's be honest, I probably could have learned that from my dogs. So... I heaven forbids I'd give my kids too much credit, but they they do forgive children forgive you. <laughs> they um they forgive you more than your um husband or your partner forgives you. And they forgive you more than your um than your siblings and your friends forgive you. Your children forgive you. And I think your children see you at your very, very worst. You know, you cannot hide from your children. In my opinion, you can't hide from I could could never hide from my kids. I could sometimes put on a better face for Chris uh, when I was, you know, when I was feeling miserable. I could sort of go off quietly and deal with myself, have a little meeting with myself and tell myself, you know, pull myself together. But not with my kids. They saw the worst of me. They saw me when I was at my most angry. They saw me when I was at my most frustrated or whatever it was. And I think that 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 they have forgiven me for for a lot and because they are because they're my kids they've because they've you know they're part of me um uh yeah so i guess that 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 would be my answer that i have learned and i'm grateful i'm very grateful that i've learned learned from my kids uh about forgiveness and uh yeah and that they have forgiven me wow forgiveness that's a whole different topic Forgiveness is something that if if you can learn how to forgive well, I mean, I think that life will just become the most amazing adventure because forgiveness is a really, really difficult thing as a human to navigate. Um, and I think if as mothers we can teach our children to forgive, wow. That is amazing. And that, that's what we love about being Christians and having Jesus because Jesus is such an example of forgiveness. Um, Pen, what would you love to give to your kids? What would you like your kids to receive from, from having you as their mother? Um, time, no question, just time. And of course, the first thing that would come to mind is that it's my time that I give to my kids. Um, but I think it's a little bit more than that, whether it is time out, downtime, uh, time to um, time to think, time to wait, uh, time to play, um, dinner time, whatever form the time takes, give them time. Uh, time to learn a lesson, time to come up with a solution on their own. Um, yeah, time. I don't think that there's anything more valuable, and we are, we're so lucky that we that, for, with my my kids, we've had time, we've had time to, play games and time to be a family and, you know, time to be apart from each other and, time to have, to to have conversations and to work things out together, or work things out apart. But it's, yeah, 
I would say the overriding thing there would be time. I'm sorry if that's a little bit of a cheesy answer, but that's the only thing that can come to, comes to mind immediately. Um, okay, that's me, Trace. I'm I'm out of time. Um, I, and again, I hope you're going to edit all these, edit these answers. And I don't. And it's made me realize that I have very few answers to give. Okay, bye, Trace. Lots of love. Well said, Pen. Um, time is a currency that we all have, and yet sometimes we're so time poor. And I think that is such a brilliant reminder that um, time is what we should be spending on our children. Um, we should be very aware of how we, how we um, allocate our time and um, how we teach our children to steward their time. Um, that's amazing. Pen, I'm so grateful for the time that you've taken aside to share these um, lessons and things that just, just your heart. I, I really appreciate and I'm grateful for all that you've shared. Um, and I just want to pray that God blesses you and increases your um, wisdom and just gives you lots of amazing um, reasons to laugh with your children and just that he blesses you with tickets to come and see me so that we can catch up again. Pen, it's been great. I uh, love you so much. Thanks for your time. Listeners, can I pray for you? Father God, we just thank you for every precious mother that is listening to this podcast. And we just pray, Father God, that you will have taken all these wonderful pearls that have been um, spoken about today. And Father God, you would give each mother their own way of, of putting these pearls into um, their mothering style. I pray, Jesus, that you'd give every single woman um, creative ways on how to teach their children to have courage, on how to teach their children to forgive, on how to parent their child with their children with great joy. Father God, I thank you that you're the greatest parent that we will ever know and that you pairing, you've been parenting us from before the foundations of the earth and you're parenting us forever. Thank you for the lessons that we are learning as parents. Father God, we just pray that Lord, you'd make us amazing parents and that you that Father God, you would help us to bring out the gold in every single child that you put into our care. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next time, friends, keep laughing, keep prophesying great things over your kids.